Opposite Lock Games presents Compulsion Loop. This is a show about video games and the creative minds behind them. It's a behind-the-scenes look at what goes into making the games we love. Here is your host, John Shecklow. Hello, my name is John Shecklow. This is the very first episode of Compulsion Loop. There's a game making a ton of noise right now. It's called Trap Adventure 2. It's on mobile, and it's widely being called one of the most difficult platformers of all time. Some people are even calling it one of the hardest video games ever made. To most players, it's nearly impossible to play. But it's because of that extreme challenge that people all over the world have been taking a beating by it and coming back for more. Here's a recent clip from a video of PewDiePie playing the game. On Twitter right now, you may have seen there's this platforming game that's blowing up. Everyone is talking about this game. I'll play Trap Adventure 2. Never heard of Trap Adventure 1, but apparently Trap Adventure 2 is where it's at, everybody. Trap Adventure 2. Alright, and same- Whoa! Holy moly! <laughs> How did I do that? No! Oh my god, I can't do that twice. I want to scream. I want to sing. <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. Where the hell did that come from? And then I'm just going to go. Oh my god. Oh my god. What's happening? No. Oh. <laughs> god damn it. I hate this game. Today, I'm lucky enough to be speaking with the creator and developer of Trap Adventure 2, Hiroyoshi Oshiba. It's 10 a.m. on a Thursday in Japan, 8 p.m. on a Wednesday here in New York. Hiro has been kind enough to take some time with me to discuss the game, the media surrounding it, and also let us know a little bit about his creative process. We're also joined by Tim, who's going to help us translate. Oshiba-san, let me start by asking you this. Was it your goal to create one of the hardest video games of all time? Yeah, so in regards to that, you know, I didn't really set out to make the game that difficult. Uh, you know, I understood the, the game while I was making it, so I didn't really feel like the traps were too difficult. Uh, but at the same time, I was trying to get more uh, fun out of it, so by the time it came to, yeah, I guess uh, it could be considered pretty difficult by some, but I did it just to try and make it uh, more enjoyable. So a lot of really well-known YouTubers have been broadcasting themselves, playing your game, and showing their over-the-top reactions to the difficulty level of it. How do you feel when you watch those videos? So, yeah... In terms of those videos and everything, you know, with these types of games, I really don't get frustrated when I play them. I, I tend to find them interesting and intriguing. Uh, but, you know, I see these videos where people get so frustrated and angry with the game. And, you know, I feel kind of bad about that. Um, I mean, I'm hoping that he's kind of exaggerating that for the effect on, on the video. But if he really feels so uh, frustrated by the game, you know, then, uh, you know, my apologies. But, you know, I, I tend to find them more enjoyable. What part of Japan do you live in? I live in Yokohama. So what started you in game development and how long have you been doing it? So I think it's been about six years of me uh, developing these 
types of games. And, you know, the start was just I always wanted to have uh, people play and enjoy these types of games. Uh, when I was younger, you know, my friends would come over to my house and we would play, but that was about it at that point. But uh, I started developing games and making things uh, for the iPhone and those applications and, and just kept going from there. Nice. So why did you decide to start by making games for mobile? Well, so, I mean, it was basically just me playing on my computer and figuring things out. But I guess the one place where I can reach the widest audience would be, um, you know, the gaming system that everybody would have is basically their, their smartphones. And so that's kind of how I wound up making uh, games for mobile devices. Right on. So can you tell me a little bit about Trap Adventure 1 and why you decided to make Trap Adventure 2 rather than expanding on the first one? So in regards to Trap Adventure 1, uh, that was basically just a, a remake of a game that I would play with my friends when they would come over, as I mentioned earlier. And while I was creating uh, a Trap Adventure 1, I already had an idea for making a Trap Adventure 2 uh, planned out in my head. So while making the first one, I kept the traps pretty simple and the everything pretty simplistic because I had the idea for the second one in mind already. And how much time did you spend making the games? So uh, for Trap Adventure 1, it was, you know, a year or two. Um, I would use the... Uh, time I had for breaks while I was at my full-time job to kind of work on it and put it together. So that was, yeah, about a little under two years for number one. There's a lot of press surrounding your game. A lot of the major media outlets have picked it up, including uh, the Huffington Post, Forbes, the Washington Post, Polygon, New York Daily News, Nerdist, and a bunch of others. But the Washington Post article has a headline that describes your game as brilliant but cruel. What do you think of that? So I was uh, really happy about how they you know, had a detailed article about uh, my game, and I enjoyed reading it. However, the terms that was used, you know, uh, cruel, uh, is kind of, I'm not sure how the American public takes that word, if it's more of a positive or kind of a sarcastic comment they were making. But, yeah, I guess if you want to say it's cruel, then, yeah, I guess it's kind of cool. So that same Washington Post article says, Oshiba, on the other hand, takes a modest view of his creation. And they print one of your tweets in which you're talking about your game, and you say, quote, it's terrible, so I won't recommend it. And you and I spoke about this a little bit, and you explained to me how it's uh, Japanese humor to be a little self-degrading, which is really funny because most developers wouldn't say that about their own game. But how do you feel about the game that you've made? Yeah, I think it's a wonderful game. Nice. Do you play games in your spare time? And if so, which games are you playing? So, yeah, if you were to think about that, I've been playing uh, not as many games as I used to play as of late, but I definitely was playing a lot of the Nintendo Switch. That was, uh, a lot of those games were really fun for me. And then, um, if we're not talking about currently, uh, there was a game that I, uh, I used to play a lot. I'm not sure if you know it. 
。もう一度名前言ってくれませんか。あ、えっとアウターワールドです。あ、アウターワールド。Oh sure, outer world. I think it was another world in the U.S. markets.、Um, so, how do you feel about the current state of mobile gaming? I've spoken to a, a number of people who are really down on the issue.、Um, I try to stay positive and as naive as possible, just to stay motivated. But so many people are saying that the mobile game space is just so crowded, so saturated, and getting so much worse day after day. That there's almost no chance of being seen or making any noise without a massive, massive budget. What are your thoughts on the current state of the mo- mobile game space? So, yeah, I mean, I can't really say I, I know for sure, but when I speak with other developers,、uh, they, they usually talk about. How there is a whole bunch of games、uh, being created、uh, in a very short amount of time, and so to create a game that doesn't end up just mimicking other games that are already out there, and to create a game that actually stands out among all these games is definitely a difficult task that a lot of us have to face in this time. This is something your game has done a phenomenal job at. Getting picked up by media, by players, YouTubers, influencers. So, would you say that it's just not enough to make a good game anymore? It actually has to do something really special, otherwise, it's not going to be seen? Yeah, that's a good point.、Uh, like with my game, I, I wasn't looking so much to stand out or anything like that. It just happened by chance that the game was picked up and a lot of people viewed it and kind of got around.、Uh, But I can definitely see, and I, and I am aware of times where there could be a game, and you know, it's not just whether the game is actually fun to play, but yeah, it's just whether it gets picked up, basically, if people can get a hold of it easily. And so I'm sure there are games that are, are great games that were made that just you know, never really caught anybody's eye and just were never really played. Can you tell me a little about your work schedule? Do you have a set process, or do you mostly work? Um, when inspiration strikes. So, yeah, when it comes to that kind of stuff, I don't really think about or really have a schedule or, or set times that I、uh, use when I work. You know, if I have an idea, I try to get that out.、Um, you know, I'll write it down or I'll start to play with that idea. And.、Uh, That's basically how, how it comes. You know, just when I get going in on an idea, I try to just keep、uh, up with the, the rhythm that I'm in、uh, when I, the ideas come to me. Well, Oshiba san, thank you for speaking with me today. I think it's absolutely incredible what you've been able to do with this game.、Um, there are major companies spending millions and millions of marketing dollars and not even coming close to the amount of noise you're making with Trap Adventure 2.、Um, so, congrats on your success.、Um, may it continue. I can't wait to play your next games. And、um, I hope we can stay in touch. Thank you very much. This episode of Compulsion Loop was brought to you by the new stockbroker simulator game, Comish. Download it now in the app stores. Just search C O M I S H. For more information on Opposite Lock and the games we make, visit oppositelockgames.com.